everyone, and welcome to Hope. My name is Tammy Lynn Connors. This is my YouTube channel and podcast, Helping Other People Evolve. Today, I'm super excited to have my new friend, Kim, on here. Hi, Kim. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. I always say friend because now you're my friend. I always tell people that, like, you're stuck with me now. So I'm super excited to hear your story. Kim is from Montreal, Canada. How's the weather up there right now? Today, it's spectacular. And quite honestly, this winter, I can't say one bad thing. It's been fantastic. Yeah. So it's, yes, the birds are out and it's wonderful. Yeah, we've had that weather too here in Ohio. Like it's been, we had like one week of freezing cold. But other than that, today it's supposed to be like close to 60. I'm like, I'll take it. Sunshine. Too. So it's awesome. So um, for those of you that don't know what hope is um, and what my mission and vision is, I started this um, just to help people to know that they don't struggle alone. I feel like so many people in this world feel like they're at home. They're alone in their struggles. Nobody else is going through anything. And they might hear a story of hope and be able to get out of bed that day. You know, unfortunately, a lot of people have been through struggles like Kim has and I have. But fortunately, we've learned to get to a strength through those struggles. And I don't say life's perfect now, but I do say that we are able to function and get through our days. So Kim has a story of hope of sobriety. Uh, you just celebrated a big, big, big one, yeah. right? Yeah. 11 years, 11, 11 years. years. That's, that's incredible. I just, I just love that. When you, when I saw your post, I was like, I'm sharing this. Everybody needs to see this. So yeah. So I'm super excited. So Kim, I guess we'll just go ahead and you know where it started, where maybe when you, what, before your addiction started, or when it started and you know how you got to the sobriety, I might interrupt you here and there, just so you know, just to kind of go back and reflect a little bit. So, okay. All right. Sure. So basically, my story is a bit different than most people's because in 2013, my 13-year-old son, Matthew, who was a huge football player, uh, started having grommel seizures from one day to the next. So the first thing was the coaches figured it was concussion-related or whatever, and, you know, he would be fine. But as time went on, we realized that, in fact, he would be epileptic and would be on medication for the rest of his life. Um, so needless to say, from going to playing football five days a week to a mother that was a maniac, wouldn't let him ride a bike because we never knew when the next seizure was coming. Um, our life was just turned upside down. So long story short, this was in 2013. He um, got on some medication, and after about three or four months, I said, okay, Matthew, you can't just stay downstairs playing video games. We have to get you back out with your gang of guys and, you know, just try and get back to as normal as we could. And uh, three or four times uh, after he had gone out, he would call me half an hour, 40 minutes after he left the house. And come and get me. So the fourth time I went and I said, no, no, this, there's something wrong here. What is going on? You know, and I did it in a very quiet space where it was just the two of us where he could tell me how he was feeling. And he said, mom, I just don't fit in. Everybody drinks or does drugs. And I, you know, I just don't fit in. So I said, oh, come on, Matthew. You don't need alcohol or drugs to have fun. And as I said, I had the biggest glass of wine in my hand. And at that moment, it was like uh, a truck hit me. And I just said to him, okay, I'm going to stop drinking for three months, Matthew. Just to, it was more to prove a point, but also for him to see that I was supporting him. And after three months came and went, he said to me, you see, mom, now you can be like everybody else. 
And I thought, oh, no, 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 this, this is not working. And also, if I step back a bit, everywhere I went during those first three months, everybody said, you don't have a problem. What are you doing? Come here in the corner, have a drink with us. We won't tell anybody. And I thought, wow, if it's this hard for me at 52 at the time, how is he going to manage a teenager? And so needless to say, I did another three months. And then I'd hear him say things like my mother stopped drinking. Like when the kids would come with the backpack with the booze and, the, you know, the beer and the, the little bottles of vodka or whatever, right? Because kids are kids. I mean, it's right. just the way it was, right? And he would say, no, you guys can't bring that in the house. So he blamed me. I blamed him, you know, kind of thing. The first right. while we played this dance. And as more time went on, I realized that, in fact, for me, I was drinking too much. A bottle of wine a night is too much. And, you know, I was never underneath a bridge or any of these stories right. that people right. said, well, you didn't have a problem. Well, obviously, hmm. there had to be something because if 11 years later, I still don't want to have that sip because I don't want to lose what I found, um, you know, and here we are. And, you know, Sober is the New Cool was born for him to be able, because he was not addicted to anything, mm -hmm. but he couldn't talk about the fact that he was epileptic. He couldn't talk about the fact that he couldn't drink without feeling like an outsider or he owed everybody a, you know, a long, like yes. it was just too much. So, my sister made a logo. I did a trademark. Don't ask me why. It was all from a kitchen, you know, island. And we were just, we made a Facebook page. Didn't know what I was doing. And the, the letters and the comments just started coming in. And at that point, that was over 11 years ago. The only thing that was around that was being talked about was something called Hello Sunday Morning or AA. But okay. Hello Sunday Morning was the only thing online that I could find. So it just blew up and here we are. And yeah. here we are. That's so amazing. And, and I want to hold up one second. How old did you say you were 11 years ago? <laughs> I, I just turned 63. So I was well, 52 when Absolutely started, yeah. amazing. Um, I do have to compliment your hair. I love your hair. Um, <laughs> I love yours. <laughs> Thanks. So it's funny because I just let my, somebody just asked me yesterday, like, well, what is your real hair color? I'm like, this, this is it. It's real deal. But so when you talked about when you stopped, of course, like right then, it wasn't like you really thought you had a problem, but you did it for your son, really. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And there's so many times. And, and I think this is important to talk about because in in different areas, I um they, they say you have to stop for you. You have to stop for you. When I stopped the same thing, like I, I mean, mine was a whole different story. I weighed 85 pounds. I was jaundice my had pancreatitis three times so I feel like I was probably ready to die but when I quit it wasn't for me it was for my son that was in the other room because yeah. my father passed away um at 34 years old he drowned in our bathtub from alcoholism and all I could think in my head is I'm going to die and my son's going to find me like we found my dad I can't do that to him so at that point it had nothing to do with me right yeah. And so I love that you said that because I think people need to hear that because, you know, they're like, well, you got to do it for you. And I understand that part. But sometimes it takes that other person that we have to do it for to get us to where and, we be. Yes. And to be honest, no matter what reason you have to stop, 
if that's what it takes, I wouldn't do a diet before that unless there was wine included in it, you know, like, and it was the joke. It was a joke, right? Like, oh, does that, can we, you know, we did Weight Watchers because we could count our points with the wine, right? And so, and a lot of people said, well, you can't do it for him. And I said, yes, I can. Because in fact, I loved him more than I loved myself. It was that simple. That simple. You know? That's it. Yeah. And so the other thing that you said that I love that you said is, so, so many people uh, look at an alcoholic, you got to be under the bridge, drinking out of a brown bag, a loser in life, you know, just all those things. And I was a very functioning alcoholic. So I worked at my job 60 to 70 hours a week. Um, I knew I was an alcoholic though, but at the same time, you know, you're talking about that, you know, you drink a bottle of wine a night. What is that normal? No, no. Right. no. But people don't, they won't think that somebody's an alcoholic because they have drink a bottle of wine a night or things like that, you know, and once it starts affecting something, your children or your life, then that's when we have to take that look in the mirror and be like, yeah, this is not normal, you know? And, 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 you know, the more it went on and the better I felt and the first year, I mean, I was so consumed with his being well. And all I wanted to do was fix him, right? As a mom, you want to fix him. And I couldn't. So it was really all about him. So I didn't, even though I didn't go many places, because all of a sudden I realized I loved going, you know, Sunday night was red wine with Italian food. Um, Sushi was rosé. Like I, there was all these associations that I found myself going, oh, wow, you know, this is like crazy. Yeah. And so now um, I, I'm i pretty sure, because you say sober is the new cool, that you are out there living life and, and happy, right? I mean, for me, I find that I always had a great life, basically, you know, even through Matthew, you know, everything that happened. I've had a good life. I was lucky. You know, I had good parents. I had We had problems of alcohol in our family, so I'm not a stranger to it. But all in all, like I had a pretty good life. But I realized without the liquor, for me, I just feel like I'm living a full life. Mm, Yeah. And I feel that in the last 12 years or so, the people that I've been blessed enough to meet, I mean, there has to be something bigger than me and uh, more important because I wake up, I seem to know who to text, who to reach out to, and people say, how did you know? And I go, I don't know. You know? So... Yeah, it's it's yeah. a wonderful just everything is so much better yeah I can I can see it I mean I didn't know you 12 years ago but I could see just your smile and your glow and all of that that's what attracted me to you um is that just that you have that and when you say that I I talk about this a lot and I think people need to hear this more um you know when when you talked about something bigger than us and and I believe God and um I'm pretty sure that's what you said too but um you know, he, when, when somebody comes to my mind now, I reach out to that person and the same thing. They're like, how did you know? Like I had, and I had, and I I talk about this for the reason to other people. Like if somebody you're thinking about reach out to them and it might not be, they're in a crisis. They must just might just need to hear from you or they'll be like, Oh, I was just thinking about you too. Right. Cause that happens a lot. And, um, but I had a friend and this is why I talk about this is, um, a few years ago, I saw her on Facebook, nothing dramatic or anything was going on in her picture or post. And um, I think, gosh, I haven't reached out to her in a while. And I sent her a text like, hey, I just saw your post. Just wondering how you're doing. 
She said, and I, this makes me, no matter when I think somebody, I have to reach out to them. She said, I cannot believe you just reached out to me. She's like, um, I love my son so much. I'm going through a divorce right now. And I was sitting on my bed contemplating suicide. And I said, God, send me something. And here came your message. And now she's doing great. And, you know, everything's going good in her life and all that. But it was that one message. So when I feel like, you know, when we think of people, there's a reason. It's not just because if there's a reason that person just came across her mind and just send them a hi, how you doing? Because you just don't know, you know, and I think that's really important. And and being sober and living out loud and living happy shows so many people that it's okay. And like your son, like you don't have to drink to fit in, you know. And and the other thing too, I think you know, there are seven billion people in this world. Yes, And so I am so amazed at how different people have come into my life. I mean, I was always kind of ribbons and bows and very uh, reserved. I met a young woman over six years ago from London, England. And uh, we just, there was a bond. I've never had a daughter, always wanted one. And I feel now I have lots of daughters all over the world. <laughs> um, but this young woman asked me to do a tattoo with her. Like, I'm just so not a tattoo kind of girl. But I thought if that was my child asking a stranger, and at that time we were, we were close, but not like we are today, obviously. And I said, you know what? I'm not telling anybody this because if I tell anybody this, everyone's going to say, oh, you're crazy. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. So off I went. I found a place to have a tattoo. We got matching tattoos. We did a WhatsApp. Her in London, England, me in Montreal. And at the same time, we did this tattoo, which is the infinity sign okay. with yeah. a, a, a pink heart for her and a white heart for me because oh, that's, right. that's our thing. And, you know, we still talk every single day. Life happens. Things have gone up and down. And, you know, she's had her struggles. But through it all, there's something magical that has happened in it. Yeah. And you know, it's just, I, every time I meet somebody else, I go, how did I get so lucky yeah. to meet this person in, yes. in a world with so many people? Like, yes. it's, I'm like floored every time it happens. Yeah. And it, but it happens, right? It's, it's yeah. like that little story I was telling you before I got on here. And I talk, that's why I tell people all the time on here, like the, the craziest ways that I meet people or the most amazing ways that I meet people. And God's just like, here you go. When you just said that about you guys getting matching tattoos. So if you look right here, I have my 1111 make a wish. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my God. That's her favorite number. Is oh. it? Oh, see, see. <laughs> See how that works? So a friend of mine that I interviewed actually uh, when I first started, so two years ago, uh, three now, he um, had kidney cancer and um, he he started getting matching tattoos with people all over. That's what reminded me of this. Um, he unfortunately actually was just uh, last year he passed away. It was a year ago, a couple of days ago, but he had 600 and I think 54 or 670 matching tattoos with people all over the world, like, and they would do Zooms or WhatsApp app. And then this was number 607 that I got with him. And, um, but I said to him, and this is why I thought about it. I had said to him when I went to see him in the hospital last year before he was passing another amazing person I met, right? Out of the 7 billion people, you know, like you said. And um, I said, Don, 
I said, do you know how many lives you've changed? Because he just lived that last little bit of his life, like out loud and just lived life. And he said, Tammy, do you know how many lives changed me? And I thought, man, I meet the most humble, amazing people in my life. And it's just like that, you know, and, and I tell people, don't be afraid to talk to people. Don't be afraid to reach out. And, you know, cause that, that's how I met you by reaching out, you know, and I just, it's incredible. Yeah. And listen, I mean, I did a, a reel yesterday on Instagram just because I'm lucky enough to have met some women in New York City and they do work for mental health and addiction and they put on a fashion show during New York Fashion Week. And they asked me to walk in it last year, which I did, and they asked me to do it again this year. And all of a sudden, and the same thing happened last year, all the insecurities started to... Oh, sure. You know, you're not 20, you're not 100 pounds, you are not 6'2", you're 5'2". And, you know, you get all that self-doubt. And yesterday, the amount of messages that I got from... Because after I did it and I posted it, I said, oh, my God, I can't believe I just posted that saying, you know, I'm so insecure and my anxiety is high. And this, you know, then you start to right. self-doubt and doing that. And the messages that I got were unbelievable. And that's my message today is reach out because, you know, Telling your truth is going to help somebody else, but also help you. Yes. And even, I, I know it's scary because I did it yesterday and I thought, oh my God, what am I done? You know? And then this morning I woke up to all these wonderful messages and then I felt like, just be you. Be the best version of you and uh, that's going to be okay, right? That's it. And, and so thanks for sharing that because that's part of all mental health, right? Our mind is our worst bully in the world. You can have anybody can bully you, but you're the worst bully to yourself. And, you know, and like, I mean, you're okay. You're absolutely beautiful. And, you know, just to think I got to go watch your reel now because I haven't got really got on there today at all and looked. But so, but we have that in our head. I just had this the other day. I was getting ready to be on a podcast and I was in my bathroom and I was getting ready and I was like, what makes you think you're equipped enough to share your story? Do you really think your story was that bad? Do you really think that you can help? And I was like, wait a minute, where did you come from? You know, because I'm pretty solid in my, you know, my self-esteem and that now that I built it, it's taken a long time to get there, but man, it can come in just like that. And we have to be ready for it. And I'm just glad that you did post it. And I'm so happy that you got, you know, people because you are helping people and you're probably helping so many women with that. You know, and, and people have to know that it's okay to say, I'm not that, you know, I'm feeling lousy. And yes. everybody could say you're great, but yes. when you don't feel it, yes. you you need somebody to help you, you know? And then you kind of go, oh, okay. And that's what I tell everybody else. But in fact, I still suffer from that. So okay. it's okay, right? Right. It's okay. And it's okay to be real, right? That's yes. what yes. you're saying right here. And I tell people that too, because- you know, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I mean, I love it because I get to get out here and I try to help people. I hate it because of the comparison and all of that. And how many people look and they're like, oh my gosh, look at her, look at him. And I look like this. And I'm like, for one thing, they might not look like that. So, but because people aren't real on there and authentic. And I always tell people I'm always going to be authentic. I'm always going to be real. I don't, 
You know, I don't, my life is not rainbows and unicorns. I don't walk outside and God puts this big bubble around me that says, I'm going to protect Tammy and I'm going to protect Kim from anything to come against them. It doesn't work like that. But, and I think that's what probably drew me to you too, is I could see the realism in you and, and I'm just blessed to know you. And I'm super excited that you got on here with me today. Well, you know, for me, I think, you know, I'm the lucky one that people choose me to be honest with and tell their stories and, and not be afraid. I mean, what a gift is that? Yeah. You know, honored because to me, it's being honored that somebody trusts, trusts me enough to share. Right. Oh, 100%. I was just talking to the gentleman that I interviewed before, before you about that. Like, and I told him, I said, you know, the greatest thing for me with these stories, when I have people share, um, I love it, of course, when somebody messages me and said, oh, my gosh, their story just helped me get through my day. Yes. But when the person that I talk to says to me, I've never shared that before, you made me feel so comfortable and yes. I'm healing now. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. But like you said, you just have that that, you know, you have that good energy and people feel comfortable around you. And it's it's, it's an amazing thing that you're doing. I love that you're doing. Um, I know, Kim, you do Instagram lives, right? Yes, yeah. Yes, I do. Now, do you do those any set times, or do you just? You know, it kind of it kind of started um, just by fluke, actually. And then New Year's Eve, I did um, the whole day. I was in my kitchen, and I was saying to myself, you know how you know everything was a nice day. I was getting prepared for like a nice dinner. My son was coming over. One of my sons. And just everything was like nice and calm and whatever. And just, I don't know, out of somewhere, it just happened where I felt there must be people out there that are alone, that have nobody to share with, that are suffering today. So I decided to hop on all by myself, no guest. And I just said, okay, today's going to be like a Jerry Lewis marathon, but for sobriety. So whoever's suffering right now or feels low or whatever, pop on. Nice. And sure enough, we did it about, uh, I would say, 30 times that day. And it was incredible, the people that popped on. Uh And it was just like a two-second thing where people would say, thank you, or I'm feeling alone. I'm going Now I'm going to go out for a walk, or I'm going to do something. And it was, and then I was saying to them, please reach out to somebody else. So it was kind of like one of those full circle moments. Yeah. And then some of the people that went on live with me did lives on their own Instagram, mm-hmm. reaching to other people. And yeah. there were people that sent messages to not just me, to other people and said, thank you, because I was feeling so low. And, oh. and my new year will start off so much better. So, And then it just kind of, because I've been always the guest on podcasts. I've never done this and it just took a life of its own and people said can you have me on because I'd like to share my story and I find there's so many young mothers Mm. and and fathers but mostly you know I have more women um and you know they really need support you Mm. know right now and I feel that if we can support them or if they can share their story and feel like you know, because there's a lot of coaches, there's a lot of things, but a lot of it is expensive. And a lot of people don't have that kind of money. So they right. need, you know, just people to help them. And so that's what I'm all about. Awesome. That's awesome. That's amazing. I'm so blessed to meet you. <laughs> I just can't wait to see where this friendship goes and this journey goes with us together here, you know. 
So, and I, I, I hope you come on an Instagram live with me to tell your story because I, absolutely. I know it, but for others to know it, you know, yeah. it's, it's incredible. Thank you. I would absolutely love to do that. You just let me know when. So, okay. Is there any last things that you want to say to anybody, Kim? Well, there's one thing that I'd like to say is I have merchandise and everybody seems to think, oh, she's like a t-shirt company kind of thing. I am far from being a t-shirt hoodie company. The, the merchandise that I have, all the proceeds that once it's paid for, by the way, is goes back to mental health and addiction because uh, I give away more than myself, to be honest with you. But it's really to help people because in my day, I guess there was really, it was more champagne and cocaine t-shirts than sober is the new cool. And right. I guess pe people did say to me, you know, you're wasting your time. You can't say cool and sober in the same sentence. Mm. And in fact, it, it is. So, yes. you know, we are here just to help and to, you know, inspire and empower anybody. And I just want actually everyone to know that they don't have to wait till they're 63 to know that they're in Yes, that's awesome. And so what I'll do is I'll put the link to your um to your t-shirts and stuff on the podcast so that way people can check that out. So I'll be ordering one of those soon. Can't wait. <laughs> Maybe I'll wear that on my 20-year sobriety party. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So anyways, well, Kim, thank you so much for getting on here with me today. And I definitely would love to be a guest on your Instagram live. It'd be fun. So yeah. So everybody, thank you so much for getting on Hope. You know, I, I'm sure Kim's story inspired you. I don't know who needed to hear it, but I know that there's probably more than one person that needed to hear it because it's definitely an inspiring story. And I mean, 11 years sober, man, kudos to you. That's awesome. And um, I'm just blessed, like I said, to meet you. And I can't wait to, to see where this goes farther. And everybody have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dan.